welcome to the Prism of Torah podcast archive with your host, Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. This podcast features a Devatara called Parshas Fayete, a blessing in disguise. Shalom to everyone. I want to share with you three questions with one concept that will answer them all. One of these questions we raised two years ago, but we're going to build on the concept and with that alleviate many issues in Milt Hashem. The first question is, without getting into too much details, we all know the episode in this week's Parsha where Rachel does an amazing act that gives over secretively to Leah, her sister, the simanim, the signs that Yaakov Avinu gave to her because he was worried that Lavan would pull a trick on him and try to give him Leah as a wife instead of Rachel, which he indeed managed to trick him, and that was only because of an amazing act that Rachel Imenu gave up a husband she could have, which was Yaakov Avinu, and let her sister have him, because she did not want to embarrass her sister. So the question is, if Rachel Imenu did such an amazing act of chesed and helped her sister out, how can it be that later on in the story, Leah got very upset at Rachel and screamed at her, or it sounds from the text as if she screamed at her, and she said, not only did you steal my husband, now you want to steal the dudaim that my son Reuven collected from the field? The question begs itself, how can she be, how can Leah be so upset at Rachel when Rachel is the one that saved her? She, he's, she's the one that gave up on having Yaakov as a husband and gave it over, over to Leah by giving her the signs. That's question number one. Mepharshim deal with this question, but I'll share with you a different answer. Question number two is to do with Hanukkah. We know that Hanukkah was the miracle, the main miracle we're celebrating, as the Gemara says, is the idea that we found the, the oil, the little jug of oil, and that it was supposed to last. In Bedel Chateva, naturally, it was supposed to last only one day, but it lasted for eight days. And the question is, okay, that's an amazing miracle, something that's against nature, but there was many miracles in the past, in the history of the Jewish nation, that were against nature. So how come this is the only one we're commemorating? And how come this is the only one that we even have a special bracha, that we say that Hashem, that Hashem did miracles to our fathers? What's unique about Hanukkah? Question number three, there are many midrashim that Chazal teach us that show that there's a tight correlation between Yosef HaTzadik together with Hanukkah. And the question is, what is the connection? What is the connection between Yosef HaTzadik and the holiday of Hanukkah? Just so you'll know, one of these is a Pasuk in Parashas Miketz, when the, the last five letters correspond to Hanukkah. And it's a statement that Yosef says. Balatur brings it down in, in Parashas Miketz. So the question is, what's the correlation? So we'll start off with the first question. We asked, how can it be that Leah was so upset at Rachel? And she said, no, it's not enough that you stole my husband, now you want to steal the dudaim that my son is collecting from the field? And we asked, how can she be so upset at Rachel? Well, Rachel actually did the biggest courageous act of chesed to save her. And the answer to that, says Rav Shvadron in Beshem of Shimon Schwab, an unbelievable concept that Rachel did the biggest act of chesed, and that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu always listens to when she cries, and that's why, because she was able to perform it in such a way that Leah did not even notice that Rachel saved her. 
And how is she able to do that? Because the Gemara brings down what the simonim were, the Yaakov Avinu gave Rachel. The simonim were the halachas, the laws pertaining to women. One of them was Nida, Tarat Mishpacha. The other one was Hadlakas Neres for Shabbos, to light candles. And the third one was Hafrashas Chala. So you see that really indeed the simonim were just the halachas that they learned together. So what did Rachel do in her wisdom? She took Leah aside and she says, By the way, I just want to teach you some interesting halachas, laws pertaining to women that I learned. And she taught her those halachas. And then Yaakov Avinu, at night when Lavan tried to trick him and give her Leah, give him Leah, so he asked her, By the way, do you know what are the halachas that we learned pertaining to women and she was able to say them so she didn't even realize that she was giving over the signs so there you have it we see how how Leah was upset at Rachel that she stole her husband because she, she later on we all know the story that Rachel also married Yaakov and he had two wives but we see how she could get upset because Rachel gave her the simanim without the signs without her noticing which we all know that is the biggest level of tzedakah to perform to another person when you're helping him out, doing chesed or giving tzedakah without him noticing. However, I want to take this a step further. Because, if you look carefully in the script of this week's parsha, we'll see that there's several occasions, occurrences, where something that seemed to be very bad actually was the reason the person got good. What do I mean by that? Let's first look at Leah. Leah, the Pasuk tells us that Leah was Nua. She was less loved out of the two. And Yaakov really want, loved Rachel more. But it's because that reason that she, the Pasuk says this, because that reason that she was not loved as much as Rachel, that HaKadosh Buhu decided to allow her to fall pregnant. But until that point, she was not able to fall pregnant. So you see something that seemed to be very bad, because Leah said, what is this? I can't believe my husband doesn't like me as much as Rachel. But that was the same reason Hashem allowed her to have kids. Let's take it a step further. The Pasuk says that Leah also didn't have children until a certain point. What was that point? The Pasuk says Hashem remembered Rachel and then allowed her to have kids as well. Says Rashi, the Gemara teaches us later on. He gets this from the Gemara. The Gemara teaches us. That what did he remember? He remembered the fact that she did everything she could not to embarrass her sister. And that's why he said now she should have kids as well. So in fact, we see that something that Rachel did, which seemed to be that she's shooting herself in the foot and allowing Leah marry her, uh, Yaakov Avinu, who she wanted to marry so badly, and she didn't know she'll, ab- she'll be able to marry him later on. She still was able to give up that dream of hers to marry Yaakov, just not to embarrass her sister, and now we were adding to that that she was able to do it in such a way that her sister didn't even feel that she was giving her something, and in the merit of that, which seemed to be that she did something bad to herself, she actually that is, in the merit of that, she was able to have kids so once again, we see something we've been talking about many for many weeks that this whole world is a big optical illusion that will for sure see in the world to come. But even in this world, in retrospect, le mafrea, retroactively, we see a lot of times how things that seem to be at the time very bad for us are the same reason things are actually good for us. Now, let's try to give this a bit more depth. Why is it that when Rachel gave the simanim, she deserved 
to have something to go beyond nature because naturally speaking she wasn't supposed to have kids and the answer is because she was able to take herself to have a misilus nefesh to do avodas Hashem she was able to go way and beyond her basic boundaries her natural tendency and to do Ratzon Hashem and when a person does that without going into deep Kabbalistic ideas if you just look in Ramchal Das Tvunois he says that either HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes from the top to do things here or we can ignite something how do we ignite something? that's when, it, when we affect something it's as if we're pressing buttons that Hashem as a result of that does something good for us that's when we go beyond our natural tendencies like we spoke in the past and capabilities and boundaries and we do what we, we know Hashem wants us to do and that's what Rachel did and that's why she was able to, to have kids and that is also what we did in Hanukkah we asked the second question was what's so unique about Hanukkah there's many many miracles we saw the Mishnah brings many miracles that happened in Beis HaMikdash every day there was also unbelievable miracles the splitting of the sea etc and the answer he says because every other miracle when Buchu, that was against nature when HaKadosh Buchu created the world he made a condition with everything he created for example when he created the sea he told the sea but there's one thing I'm not giving you ownership over I don't want you to work within the boundaries of nature of science Teva I want you to split the sea at this point when Bnei Israel come so it wasn't such a big miracle anymore because the whole world was programmed like that from the beginning however Hanukkah wasn't predetermined Hanukkah it's because we as we spoke we pressed the button how did we press the button that HaKadosh Baruch was willing to do for us a huge miracle that the little pitcher of oil will last for so long that's because we went beyond our capabilities despite the fact that we didn't really need that pitcher of oil we could use oil that was impure but still we wanted to go out of our way and find the pure oil we, wanted, we went out of our way and we were trying to fight something that seemed to be impossible that's when HaKadosh Baruch came to help us and that's what we're commemorating this unbelievable that we had that we went beyond our capabilities and natural capabilities and that is the reason that Hashem gave us the miracle of Hanukkah and that's what we're celebrating and that's what's unique about Hanukkah and that leads us to the third answer for the third question the third question was why is Yosef connected to Hanukkah and the answer is because Yosef symbolized and brought that potential to this world and was it, we have that root in us to be able to go beyond our natural cap- capabilities Yosef Atzadik despite all the hardships he had in his lifetime he was thrown to the pit the brothers were against him he was in jail etc despite all that he was shining if you look carefully in the Pesukim you'll see he was always shining why? because he believed in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. he went beyond his natural capabilities and that in itself is the reason he ended up being almost like a king over the world together with Paro he was number one to the throne why? because of everything he did and let's not forget the unbelievable act that despite the fact that Eshet Potifera tried to seduce him he still was able to withstand that that was going above nature and HaKadosh Baruch Hu dealt, him, dealt with him also above nature I just want to add with a story I just heard from a good friend of mine a couple of days ago that symbolizes this unbelievable idea that when you do something beyond your capabilities HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives you in return beyond nature and he's willing to do miracles for you beyond nature it's more than just regular Mida Keneged Mida I'll say the story in short because we've already hit the 11 minute mark the story goes like this my friend spoke to someone that he just got to know he was doing some job in his house 
and he sat down and he told him, because you were very nice to me when I worked here, I want to share with you a personal story of mine. And he said the following, many, many years, and this guy is built, he's very, very big, and he said, many years ago I, I was in the army here in El Cisoil, and I worked, not a religious person, and he said I was in an elite unit, and after we performed a very secretive operation, we came back on the ship, and I was doing barbecue for, for the guys. Me and two other guys were doing barbecue. Then I realized we ran out of meat, so I went down stairs in the ship to a big room. The whole room was one big freezer. And I got locked in there. So I started getting worried, but I said, okay, I'll, I'll run, I'll jump up and down. I can make it for two, three hours, and someone will probably realize I'm gone. At the end of the day, no one came. And slowly he felt dizzy, and that's the last thing he remembers. Apparently what he said happened was that he had no heartbeats, and, and they found him six hours later when the cook of the ship came down to the, to the, to the freezer and he saw him there. They quickly called uh, uh, a helicopter to come get him, an army helicopter, and they put him on the top on the deck. The sun was beating on him, and somehow someone realized that suddenly his pulse restarted, but very, very lightly. The helicopter came, took him, and quickly went to the, to the hospital, and a huge miracle happened. Within three days, he was on his feet, and he was let out. I, saw, I happened to see this guy working, so I saw he was met really, really big. In any case, he says, that's not the end of my story. I went to a group of friends of mine, and I told them this story, and they said, you have to come with us to, to friends we have in Sfat. The big religious people, that's how he described them. He went to Sfat, and those people in Sfat said, you have to come see this person. So they took him to this big tzaddik. I'm just quoting what he said to my friend, literally three days ago. And, and he went to this big tzaddik who described to be a person having a long beard, a big kippah, and black sunglasses. And he said to him, he looked at him, for, he stared at him for, for a couple of good seconds, and then told him, Nefesh, ata nefesh, Hashem He said, because you saved someone, Hashem saved you. So this person was telling my friend, at that point I became pale. Why? Because there was another story in my life I never told anyone until that point. And I couldn't believe he knew it. And the story was like this. Before that, five years before this whole incident with the ship, he went for a swim. It sounded like it was also part of the army, but I don't know. He went for a swim, and suddenly his hand hit something. He thought it was a rock. He had a quick look at it, and he realized there was a 15-year-old boy around. And he was not so far from a hospital, and he was built, like I said. He said he was... So anyways, he swam with him all the way back to shore and started running with him on his arms until he got to the hospital. And he didn't even know if the kid was dead or not, but at the end of the day, he started puking all over him, water and other stuff, as he was running, so he realized there's a chance to save this person. He ran to the emergency room, put him on the table. All the doctors came at one time, and he just turned around and ran out of there. He didn't want anyone to know... He didn't want anything, no part of it. And and that's why he was a bit taken aback when this tzaddik that he called told him that you saved a life and that's why HaKadosh Buhu saved you. So a lot of times we don't know what what do we learn from this story. First of all, you can't judge a person. He looks like he's not so observant, but you have no idea what he managed to do in his life. But more than that, that you see... Everything is taken care of. HaKadosh Buhu knows exactly what we did. And just like he went, something that was not naturally possible. I mean, he ran with the kid all the way from deep in the, in the sea, all the way to the hospital. And he didn't want anyone to know. He could have had so much credit, the news flat, everything. But no, he was willing to give up on that. He didn't care about that. He didn't want to get attention. All he wanted is to save this kid. 
and he did everything possible, and HaKadosh Baruch helped him do that, and Bishchut, in the merit of that, at least this is what the Tzaddik said to him, he deserved to have a second chance to live, and that's why HaKadosh Baruch saved him. Yiratzon, that we'll be able to go beyond our natural capabilities, to be Oyved Hashem, and be Zoycheh also, that HaKadosh Baruch will deal with us above nature. Good Shabbos. This is the Prism of Torah podcast. Rabbi Asaf Aaron Prisman, please share with your friends and family. PrismaofTorah.com is where you can find the full archive of Divrei Torah. You can contact us through the website. Once again, PrismaofTorah.com. This podcast was produced for free by Ellie Podcast Production. Lunishmas, Leva, Siona, Yakov Alexander, Ben Mordechai, Yisak Isaac, Ben Moshe.